The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You found Destination Love with Shelley Pumphrey. This is not a program about becoming the perfect date or how to get that special someone you've been admiring to notice you. Instead, we'll bring you the science behind how to find love and show how being your true self generally works best. Now, here's your host, Shelley Pumphrey. Hello, this is Shelley Pumphrey with Destination Love, and I want to welcome everybody here today. Um, thanks again for joining us this week. I am very excited for today's show. I've got one of my favorite relationship teachers that we are going to be interviewing here today um, by, the names, by the name of Brian Reeves, and I'm going to let Brian tell us a little bit about his story because he's got a very unique story, but... Uh, I will just share a little bit about how I know of Brian. I um, have done a lot of learning about relationships, as you know, being this relationship coach that I am. Um, But I was turned on to him just by chance, looking at something on the internet and felt him, his story connected so deeply with me, just his personal story, which I'll let him share with you in a minute, but also just helped me as a woman understand what happens in our relationships um, in, between men and women, and not only men and women, but it, in homosexual relationships, it's not just about um, male-female dynamics, but it's really about this masculine and feminine dynamic that we started to touch on a little bit last week, and I'm going to continue this discussion. So, Brian has really opened my eyes and many people's eyes to um, some of the very essential qualities that I think we need in relationships and not only in relationships with each other, but in relationship with ourselves. So Brian is the author of a couple of books. He's written to tell the truth, let the peace fall where it may, and the sex, flirting, dating, hunting, and hoping diet. Give up the insanity and get your life back. I love that title. Um, <laughs> and that's just like a smidgen of the work that he's done. So Brian, I want to welcome you. And Hi, thank you. Hello. Tell us, Hi, like, Shelley. I just want you to share your story. I, I love your background and how you got into who you are and what you do here today. Well, thank you. That's a great introduction. I, I'm excited to be here. I love talking about this, and I, I know a little bit about your background as well, and I can there's definitely some common ground we share there, which we'll probably explore. But I, I, uh, I'm 42 years exquisite, a man, born and raised on the east coast of the United States of America, and um, just born into a world that, that pretty much taught me to not feel my emotions, not feel anything. And I was raised by women, um, two moms, three sisters. The moms were married to my dad's stepfather and father and mom and stepmom. But it was really my mom that held the world together for me. And so I grew up with really a lot of appreciation, a deep appreciation and respect for women. But then I went into, you know, I went to a, a, a university. I got an electrical engineering degree. I went into the military 
I was a captain in the Air Force, and and I just I I just couldn't feel anything because again mm-hmm. I was just so. My parents got divorced when I was four. That was very deeply traumatic, very important. But again, a deep emotional wounding that then I spent the rest, you know, next 15, 20 years learning to not feel. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, 26 years old, I get out of the military service and I'm completely dead inside. I can't feel anything. I can't laugh. I can't cry. I'm just, you know, I'm just here, I guess, not even, I'm in my head, I'm in the prison of my head, and, and, and from that place, I tried to do intimate relationships with women, and they were terrible, they were absolutely yeah. terrible, here I am, a yeah. good person, I have a, I got a master's degree in, in human relations from uh, the University of Oklahoma, I was raised by women, very comfortable around women, um, very educated, I'm a good person, I was mean well. And yet, my intimate relationships with women were disastrous over and over and over again. And, and so I woke up at like 36 years old after 15 years of just, <laughs> despite my best intentions, just creating chaos over and over again. And I woke up at 36 after that, that the last significant relationship had imploded and just going, what the hell am I missing? Yeah. I, I wow. just refused. I refused to believe that I was going to suck at relationships for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, I love it. This, this can be right, <laughs> and that was what really. So somebody at that time, somebody put a, a book into my hand called uh, "The Way of the Superior Man" by David Data. Yes, and that turned my world on its head. I mean, I just all of a sudden, a whole new way of seeing life, not just relationships, but, but life, who I am as a man, what does it mean to be a man in the world? And, and, and that really began my, my, so that was what, six years ago now, I guess. And uh, so anyway, that's a, that brings us to today. Wow, I love it. Hi. And that the book, The Way of the Superior Man, I think I agree, like opened my eyes as, as a woman. Um, I think it's yeah. a great book for everybody to read. Um, yeah. But very, very transformative and, and just gives you a whole yeah. other perspective on oh, yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Men who can't get in touch with their feelings, men and women who can't understand each other, where we're coming from. Um, yeah. yeah, so... I love one of the quotes that that I've heard from you is that your mission is to serve the world one awakened man and one illuminated woman at a and one thriving relationship at a time. Tell us what you mean by that. One awakened man, one illuminated woman, and one thriving relationship at a time. So here's so here's what I see. I see, you know, everything that just happened in our presidential election, everything that happened all of that is absolutely related to how we do intimate relationships, to, yes. how, to our relationship with ourselves first, our relationship yeah. with one significant other, and then our relationship to the community, to, the, to at large. And what, I, what I've discovered for myself is I love doing intimate relationship work because as I help men, let's say, as I help men wake up to how we have been denying 
the feminine, denying emotions, mm-hmm. denying feelings, um, um, not being willing to be vulnerable because we fear that that's weakness will be taken advantage of, will be destroyed, whatever, et cetera. As I help men wake up to all of this, what, 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 what's happening, and I'm talking about my own journey, obviously, but as I work with other men, in, in, uh, whether, whether it's through a couple dynamic or just individually, I know that I'm helping men wake up to empathy. I'm helping mm-hmm. men wake up to feel. You know, men, we do so much damage in the world because we can't feel what we're doing. We right. can't feel what we're doing. We can't feel our own bodies. How are we going to feel? You know, in my working with men, a lot of times, you know, I'll ask at the beginning of a session, okay, check in. What are you feeling right now? What's happening in your body? What are you feeling? And what most men will do is, well, you know, I'm feeling that, you know, my girlfriend's out to get me or, you know, she's being impossible or I'm feeling Uh that I don't have enough money or no, that's not what you're feeling. That's what you're thinking. That's what your head is telling you. What are you feeling? What's happening in your body? Right. Right. And when, when we can't feel what's happening in our own body, we cannot feel what is happening in our partner's body. We cannot feel what is happening in the community body. And so when we can't feel, we do damage. We do damage to ourselves and to others. And so by helping men wake up to this, which changing the world, I mean, not just intimate relationships and the relationship with self, but literally how we then have empathy uh, with the community, with what's happening in the community begins to shift. Right. Likewise, Likewise for women. What does an illuminated woman mean in that in my my mission statement? Well, what I've also learned in, in being raised by by women, two moms, three sisters, and just just both through my coaching practice, through my own relationships with women, I've seen that women have been taught to shut down. Yeah, right. Women have been taught right. that that you're too much, you're too much. Yeah. So shrink yourself. And the tragedy, though, is when women then shrink themselves, like, like you know, suppress your emotions. Don't be so loud. Don't be so, and not just don't be so angry. Don't be so upset. Don't be a crybaby. Don't cry. Don't, right. don't even be that happy. Don't even be too happy. Even that's annoying to the masculine. Don't be so happy. Just, you know, clamp down on it. And when women do that, which they do, because, again, that's, you, you, get, you learn that if you want love, if you want to not be abandoned or not be uh, repressed or not be... Uh, um, or not be exploited, not be, like, shrink yourself, right? Either, right. To either not be seen or, or not be abandoned. Right. And, and in, in doing so, obviously, that's deeply wounding to, to the woman herself. But then it also, what it does is it just reinforces the, 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 that the world around doesn't have to deal with her. That her, right. that her feelings don't matter, right? And so as, as yeah. women are shut down in their bodies and their emotional expression and, and women tend to then go more into their masculine and be about, the, about productivity and about doing things and accomplishing and deriving their value from what they're doing and, and producing, and then we lose, again, we lose that, that essential feminine feedback that lets us know we're hurting. Right. We're, we're acting in ways that hurt each other or hurt her. 
And so an awakened woman is a woman who just tells the damn truth about her experience fully, Mm -hmm. about her experience. And in offering the truth of her experience, she gives, let's say, her partner, again, whether it's a man or, or another woman, or, but she also then gives the community an opportunity to, 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 to know that what is being done right now is, is hurtful. It's, hurt, it's causing damage. Right. You know, and, and, I re- and I relate this to, again, to the, the big picture of, you know, Oklahoma. I used to live in Oklahoma when I was in the military. We never had earthquakes. Oklahoma never had earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Now, oil companies have been fracking Oklahoma. And what's happening is in the last couple of years, they are having hundreds and hundreds of earthquakes. They had one a few weeks ago that was like over five on the Richter scale, created real damage. This never used to happen, but this Uh is the earth. This is mother earth giving feedback, telling the truth that, hey, you're hurting me. Right. What you're doing is hurting me, and here's feedback in the form of an earthquake. And it's interesting because you have the more masculine mind going, nah, that's nothing. Don't listen to her. It's something else. Right. It's, not related to, it's not related to the fracking. We need that oil or we need that. Yeah, we need that, right, to be productive, to make yeah. money, to get where we want to go. And yet the earth is telling us, no, this hurts. You're hurting me. Right? This isn't working. Example. You're destabilizing the balance. And so this happens in our intimate relationships. So an awakened woman is a woman who lets herself, like she offers the earthquake. Whenever, she, whenever her partner is doing something that's hurtful, she tells the truth about that. And he or she then has an opportunity to, to uh, the way I frame it is to reorient to love uh-huh. away from ego and towards love. That's really all, in the end, this is about. It's about right. choosing to live from, from ego and fear or choosing to live from love. And that awakened that. woman, that awakened feminine, that's the feedback, the feedback that the masculine requires in order to orient back towards love. Right. Wow. That's powerful. I, and what I want to get into, too, is, like, what happens when... Uh, when that's reversed, when the, I mean, you're, you're starting to allude to that, you know, the, the woman Mm -hmm. is, you know, when we shut down and can't feel our feelings or express our feelings or a man can't handle that or gets, you know, intimidated or threatened by it in some way, how that plays out in our relationships with each other. And, um, you know, what I see a lot of with people that I work with is the reversal of that. You know, the woman becomes very masculine, the man becomes very emasculated, and yeah. it causes, you know, a yeah. lot of pain and chaos in yeah. a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I lived that experience. That was a lot of what I was doing for most of my adult life was I, because I was raised by strong women, yeah. I was much more... I was more surrendered to a woman's direction, to her masculine energy. Again, my mom held the world together so I could relax. As I watched my father's trust in my mom's vision and direction and, 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 and play that out for many uh-huh. years. And, and neither of them had relationships I would want that, that intuitively felt like called to me, but, but, you know, they had spent 30, 35 years and together and, and so I learned 
to surrender to a woman's direction, a woman's vision. And I would never step up and offer masculine presence, even though I'm core masculine. I mean, my, my essence is, my sexual essence is very masculine. I love being competitive. I love um, um, being in that kind of dominating, conquering role. And, and it's, a, it's ecstatic to me, just on the, on the sports field. Uh-huh. Um, so, but I didn't know how to offer that in relationship to a woman. In fact, I was scared to offer that because in relationship yeah. to a woman, I just thought that means I'm aggressive and violent and I don't want to do that. Right. right. right? Hey, so Brian, I'm going to cut. I'm going to stop you for a minute because we've got to cut to yeah. a commercial break. So I would okay. love to continue that conversation when we come back here. Yeah. So uh, we'll cut to a commercial. Again, you're listening to Destination Love with Shelley Pumphrey and Brian Reeves. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single? Are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak? Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelly, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelly can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelley Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelley at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. 
Hi, welcome back to Destination Love. This is Shelley Pumphrey, and we are here today interviewing Brian Reeves. And before we cut to the commercial, Brian was talking a little bit about how um, relationships, what, what happens in a relationship when the woman is more in her masculine and a man becomes more in his feminine or feels more emasculated. So, Brian, do you want to continue with that? Yeah. Well, let's, well, let's put it in this context. So I know you and I both work with couples, and this is something that, that I certainly see. A lot of couples that come to me, especially heterosexual couples, and I work with same-sex couples as well, and the dynamic is, is more subtle, but it's still present. Yeah. You have, so, but in, heterosexually speaking, so when a, when a woman who would be more feminine, meaning she would be more relaxed and surrendered and, and, and trusting and, 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 and allowing her masculine, more masculine partner to really step up and offer direction and create safety in the relationship and hold her uh, emotional experience, whatever she, from her bliss to her, her upset, everything. What happens is most men don't really know how to offer that. And most women have been trained, have been rewarded to be in their masculine, either rewarded or they've been let down, exploited, abandoned, hurt by the masculine presence in their early lives, whether through outright violence and abuse or just complete neglect. Right. Even, even when a, even when say a father was physically present, maybe he wasn't emotionally present. And so a lot of little girls learn to, to create safety for themselves, right? Mm, to be right. their own masculine. And then they go into an adult relationship and they're yearning for that masculine, for their man to really offer that, but yet they don't know how to allow it. Right. And the man also, we've been taught to be respectful of women, um, be very, be very cautious around women. We don't want to offend or upset or, so we back off. We don't really, we don't want to impose on her space. So it's like we're, we're, we're very respectful, but yet in that, in that being very respectful, we don't show up. We don't really right. offer strong, bold, courageous, masculine presence. And so, yeah, so, you know, within a short period of time, that sort of reversal of polarity happens and nobody's happy. Right? Yeah, they don't know a, why. Two really good right. people come together and they're attracted to each other physically, but energetically, it's all off. Right. And neither one of them knows what the hell is going on. Yeah. Right? So a lot of uh, my work with couples, you know, and then there's a whole conversation, even there's a whole conversation of, of how do we move from codependence to interdependence. Yeah. Right. And, and, right. and that's, that's a big one. Most couples are functioning codependently, even good, strong, independent, even strong, independent people who, when you're single, like I can take care of myself and, and I make my own money, men and women. Uh, I don't need a man. I don't need one. But as soon as you get back into a relationship, oh, all those unhealed wounds and all those daddy and mommy issues start coming up and, and we start looking to our partner to heal that unconsciously. And it's like right. we're looking at our partner to, we become that little kid again, and we want our partner to pick us up and hold us. And it's like, but our partner never shows up exactly the way we want them to, and we're right back in our childhood wound of codependency on love. Right. So, exactly. you know, it's <laughs> a lot. all of that. It's a lot. So, you know, that's one of the, one of the, the, the kind of cornerstones of my work is helping couples get out of codependency. 
and move towards evolution towards interdependence. And that's, that's not an easy path. It takes a lot of courage and practice. Right. And practice. But one of the practices is I talk about um, helping women, or men for that matter, but really helping women who, who want to be more feminine in their relationship. I help them become feminine practitioners. How and do you and do likewise, that? men. Well, how do you do that? Great yeah. question. So, for example, a feminine practice would be. I see this one all the time. So a very strong, independent woman is with a man. And so many strong, independent women are dying for a man to just decide where to take them for dinner. Yes. Rather than leaving it up to them. Right? Right. And most most men have learned, look, uh, you know where you want to go. I don't really care. It's kind of a lot of men are in that, that orientation again just deferring to her direction. You know where you want to go. I don't really care where we go. I can go anywhere, right? Because, again, men are more disconnected from their feelings, their bodies. It's like, we can eat anything. Good, fine, whatever. You choose. And what that does is that, again, creates, that puts her in the masculine role of, of deciding, of being the decision maker. And she can do it. Nothing wrong. And there may be times that's absolutely appropriate. But it just creates the polarity imbalance. Right. And so a feminine practice is don't make that decision. Right. Just don't do Let it. Let him lead. Right. Allow them. When, 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 when he wants to put it on you, don't accept it. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you, what, what do you think? Where do you think we should go? Well, baby, I don't care. I mean, geez, you always want to go. I know, baby, but I, I'm, I don't know. I'd really love for, for you to. Figure this out for us. So what do you think? Uh, well, right? He starts to go into his yeah. direction mode. It, it, and it may be slow at first. I mean, some men aren't really that practiced at it. And he may come up with something that actually you don't like, for example. Right? He may propose something. Oh, well, let's go to that burger joint. I can get a beer and have burger. We can watch sports on the television. And, you know, her body may be going, no! <laughs> right? It's like right. resist, in that moment, resist, though, the temptation to make the decision, to yeah. give him direction, because that's what most women will then do, because you know what you want. Yeah, right. We're not, we're not talking about, I'm not talking about short-circuiting your brain. What I'm talking about is doing a practice. This is becoming right. intentionally, this is allowing your man to show up for you, rather than needing him to show up for you. This is about which is codependence, this is interdependence, which is allowing him to show up for you. Yeah. That's a feminine practice, right? Getting out of the way, getting your decision maker out of the way and allowing him to step into that role. Yeah. I love right? that. That's just a practice. It's a practice. Right. And I think it's so, I, I see that, I know I've experienced that. I was married for 10 years and was very much in this reversed um, situation yeah. where as time went on, I became more masculine and I resented the hell out of my husband um, mm. for not stepping up into that masculine yeah. role, but I couldn't allow him to do it at the same time. And it, it's like people right. just get deadlocked. Yeah. You know, we yeah. don't know how to step down and, and surrender to yeah. it. 
And yet when yeah. and a man doesn't know how to step up and, and take charge either, you know. Absolutely. So I like giving, well, you know, I like that you just gave just one practical example of how we might be able to do that or think of, you know, some ways to invite that in to our relationships. Absolutely. Even masculine. So I, I invite men and women who would prefer to be more masculine in the relationship, but, but to become a masculine practitioner as well. And I'll give you an example. You know, the, 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 so I'm in a relationship now and for a little over a year with a deeply connected feminine woman. And, and the only reason that this relationship that I was able to, to create and, and have this relationship is because I was, I've been a masculine practitioner for most of the last five years. What does that mean? Well, that means that once I started realizing there is this masculine feminine dynamic in the world and between people and in our own bodies, I started investigating, well, what the hell does that mean? You know, I'd just come out of a relationship with a Latin woman who was very clear about what men and women are supposed to do differently. Right. And now she was coming at it from a very rigid, codependent kind of dynamic, like men must do this and women must do that, which completely violated, you know, my modern man, North American sensibilities. Like, are you going to give me rules and men right. have to do this and women have to do that? Oh, hell no. <laughs> and, and, and one of those rules was a man walks on the street side of the sidewalk with a woman. Uh, uh-huh. And again, that just seemed ridiculous to me at, at when I first heard it. Like, uh, what, are you kidding me? You're going to have to do some arbitrarily <laughs> bullshit thing? Hell no. No way. That's just stupid. But yeah. when I started to realize that there is this this dance, this masculine feminine dance, and that a masculine offering is to create protection, to create safety so that the feminine can relax and, and open. When a woman, or a man, for that matter, but when a woman opens, when she, when she feels safe, she relaxes and her face softens, her, right. her inner light glows. I mean, her, literally, even her, her body opens to, in preparation to receive sexual connection, for example. Right. Yeah. I mean, just take, you know, to take it there. But so I started just being a masculine practitioner. And one of the things that I started practicing was walking on the street side of the sidewalk mm-hmm. when I was with a woman, whether it was a date or just a friend. And I could feel, I started feeling in my body how strong that felt. It's like, whoa, this feels actually really good. Like here I am intentionally uh-huh. creating like this boundary between this woman I'm with and the rest of the world that could do harm to her, even if it's just metaphorically, but I could feel it in my body. And it just started to create it. I really started to connect with that inner masculine uh, essence. And, you know, I did a lot of other practices over the, those number of years. And, you know, what that cultivated in me is, uh, is now I'm so connected to that masculine offering that, when I'm with my girlfriend, like, for example, I always open the car door for her, even when she mm-hmm. drives, uh-huh. for whatever reason. I usually wow. drive, not because a man should drive and a woman, hell no, she, of course she can drive. Yeah. I love that she can drive. I love that she can take care of herself, but she allows me to take care of her, and I, I, I enthusiastically show up to do so because it's an offering, no longer a demand. I'm not doing it to get something in return nor is she needing me 
to take care of her because she can't take care of herself. Right. 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 Where it's like the dance of allowing, we're allowing each other to offer our gifts. And I know that as I create safety for her, and as I, even just opening the door for her is symbolic. It's like even her body doesn't have to effort. The doors on her car are heavy. Her trunk door is heavy. (laughs) (laughs) I I get to use my more masculine body and she gets to relax and soften and she just, it's even just energetic. It's just, she just loves that I'm taking care of her. Even in these simple little gestures, it makes a huge difference, but it's no longer society says a man should open a door for a woman. Like, that doesn't work for me. It doesn't, it, that, right. you know, society makes all kinds of stupid rules that I don't want to, that have nothing to do with, with who I, the truth of me. However, I have discovered as a, in a deeply personal way that opening the door for my girlfriend is deeply masculating for me. Oh, and, it, yeah. and, it, and it supports her relaxing into her femininity and, and that we maintain a beautiful polarity by just these small little gestures. Right. I love that. It's so powerful. And I think it's yeah. so like things like that. We do get caught up on that. Like I'm a woman I should be able to take care of myself, but it's, it's not about that. And I, and I can personally speak to it as a woman. Like when I learned how to surrender in those ways, and I'm a very strong, independent woman, and I can be in my masculine all day with my career, but mm-hmm. when I'm in relationship, learning how to just let go and see that yeah. in a different way, that it's not about being a feminist or anything like that, it it will completely um, relax you and relieve you and and help you feel comforted and safe in a relationship. I'm saying this to women, like you letting go in that way and trusting that a man can take care of you in that way is it's life changing. It really is. Absolutely. And, and, and so many women are so accustomed to taking care of themselves and, and the men in their lives are accustomed to letting them take care of themselves. And I can just see it again in the way that you get into the car. Most men don't anymore open the door for their partners. Nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying a man should do that. What I just want to call to our awareness is that in not offering those tiny little gifts, we're, we're decimating polarity. We're just right. creating a kind of a neutral relationship where, where everyone's kind of in it for themselves and I'm taking care of me, you take care of you, and there's just no magic in that dynamic. There's really stagnancy and, and, and sameness and, I mean, I, I, I witnessed this, you know, gosh, I, I mean, I, I'm from Maryland, and I went home to visit many months ago, and I remember, you know, having, having a, a breakfast with a, a female friend of mine and who's married, and I, uh, just a good friend of mine, and I went to open the door for her when we were saying goodbye for her, to, for her car, I went to open the, 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 the driver's side door for her, and she's like, what are you doing? What is that? Like, it was very foreign to her, and um, yet she was touched by the offering, but it mm-hmm. was so weird for her, mm-hmm. and I noticed, like, her marriage is really strained, mm-hmm. right? Because there's right. not that right. mutual offering of, of, of right. masculine and feminine gifts going on. There's just right. kind of two people that, uh, again, it's the mindset I yeah. had for most of my life. Right. Which is just, hey, you know, Brian, like, I got gonna, me, you got you. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, we have to break for a commercial really quick. So it's so hard because you're you're sharing such great information. So we're going to stop real quick and we'll come back and finish that thought up here in just a few minutes. You're listening to Destination Love. You can catch me at thelovestrategist.com. Thank you. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single? Are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak? Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelly, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelly can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to destination love to reach shelly pumphrey or her guest today call us at 1-866-472-5788 again that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to shelly at shellypumphrey.com now back to destination love 
Hello, welcome back to Destination Love with Shelley Pumphrey. And today we're interviewing Brian Reeves, and he is talking to us about the masculine and feminine in all of us and in our relationships. So, Brian, one of the things um, that I've heard you talk about is that one of the biggest fears for a feminine woman um, is for a masculine man to abandon her. Can you tell us a little bit more about what this means? Yeah, that, 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 that's from an article that I wrote a few years back again as I was really exploring my past experiences and, and what I was waking up to, uh, particularly, particularly around what the hell did women want from me that I did wasn't, why, why were my girlfriends always so mad? That's really what my reflection was. What the hell was I doing? Why are my girlfriends always so damn angry at me? Right. I can never I figure it, it out. Because, again, I'm a good person. I got a good heart. I always mean well. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I, here's, the, here's the key. I would give my girlfriends lots of, I wanted them to have all the freedom that they would want to just be uh-huh. who they are. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. Something, something, what just happened for you in that when I said that? Too much freedom. Like, we want Too freedom, much. but we don't really want freedom. Yeah. We want to know that you are there for us. Or that <laughs> almost that exactly you, you right. almost like want a little bit of jealousy even. Well, here, here so let's frame it like this. The, the masculine value is freedom. And mm-hmm. me being a more core masculine man, it's like, yeah, I want to be free to do what I want to do. And, I, and therefore, because that feels like loving to me, that feels like the most loving thing you could give me is the freedom to just, do what I want to do to, to right. that's the freedom that, 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 I mean, every war on the planet is fought in the name of freedom, essentially. And, and, um, and that's the, the masculine objection is don't control me. Don't tell me what to do. Right. 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 That's the masculine objection in any relationship. I mean, if you argue, you know, just tell a man how to drive, totally. right. That never goes <laughs> over well. Right. Don't tell me what to do. So, on the on the on the the complement of that is the feminine value, and the feminine value is connection. Mm-hmm. And what so many of men we we make the mistake of, especially sensitive, thoughtful men who really want to to do good by their partners, we think that well, if my gift, the gift I want is freedom, and it must be the gift you want. So you know, again, I'm going to respect your world, your domain. You got you. Right. right. I'm not going to impose on you whatsoever. Right. And and what happens is inside of that, her feminine value. It's like you said. It, it's not so much that she doesn't. You don't want freedom, but what you're really the feminine's really aching for is deep connection. Right. And 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 in our freedom stance, we're naturally somewhat disconnected because we don't want to. There's that element that. And I'm talking about from the perspective of like a, a, a man who, who really means well, who really wants his partner to be happy. Right. Right? In our ignorance, though, about this dynamic, we think being happy just means, look, babe, you know, do whatever you got to do. I support you. Right. Right? And, and, and that has its place, but, but what ends up happening is we don't step into the relationship fully and claim her heart. It's like, I talk a lot about, um, you know, like my girlfriend, I call her mine, my woman. Uh Right. And it's funny because sometimes when I use that language in my writing, some, some women are especially take offense. Like she's not Uh yours. You don't own her. 
I'm like, of course not. But poetically, <sighs> I fucking own her. She right. is my woman. I am claiming her. Yeah. Right? I am claiming her, and she loves to be claimed. And what that means, is, even in practical terms, is, is, yes, I can honor her freedom, but at the same time, at the same time, I speak deeply to my desires for her. Right? right? I speak deep and totally, true and authentically. Yeah. I pursue her every day. I mean, literally, we've been together for over a year now. Uh, we don't live together yet. And, and when we don't spend the night together, I call her every morning. She doesn't call me. I call her. I wake up and I choose her every single yeah. day. I step into the relationship as an act of affirming, hey, we're connected. I choose you. You're mine. Right? That's, and in that, yeah, that's she, awesome. feels, she feels claimed. She feels connected with. And, and that's... And, and the... What so many women experience is, is, again, even men, even in their best intentions, we, we check out emotionally. We don't step into that space. And in our, in our fear of hurting her and our fear of being disrespectful and our fear of, of, of scaring her. I mean, you know, the, 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 the authentic masculine strength in us is fucking powerful. Every man is a killer, really. Right. Every man has the capacity the difference is, though, a lot of men don't know how to connect that to heart. Right. And so when we, when we exercise that aggression and, that, and that, that, that killer instinct disconnected from heart, which is what we see most men doing, it's ugly and awful. And, and we, we're right, in a sense, to not want to express our masculinity disconnected from heart. Right. Right. Because we will do damage. We, it is hurtful. It yeah. Is. And, you know, that's the difference, as, as David Data, the author of that book, says, that's the difference between rape and ravishment. Right. You know, 50, yeah. 50 Shades of Grey was such a runaway hit because that was about a woman being ravished. Right. Women are dying. The feminine is dying to be ravished. So yeah. far, what she's mostly been is raped. Right. And so men, good men, we say good, good-hearted men who don't want to rape a woman, we don't even really show up powerfully at all because we're so, that's all we associate with being sexually assertive, kind of just most men associate, most men who don't want to rape a woman associate sexual assertiveness with raping. Right. We don't know how to ravish. Yeah, so, exactly. So powerful. But that's, so that's so, so so many women feel whether subtly or strongly abandoned by even when a man is present in a room he's emotionally disconnected because he doesn't know how to really show up and love all of her so he runs away and doesn't really love any of her or or just loves what he can and disconnects from the rest and that's profoundly hurtful right it, it offends her connection value and that's right. why all my girlfriends are always so damn angry at me. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's I it. can relate. As a woman, yeah. I know I've been the angry girlfriend <laughs> when a guy's not showing up and he's not connected. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Mm. It's incredibly powerful, um, you know, to understand this. And I think, 
you know, like I just, to me, it's always like, I don't, I want a guy to stop being nice. And I don't necessarily, yeah. you know, I don't necessarily mean be a jackass, but stop being yeah. so nice. Stop being such a pussy, basically. Yes, I said the word. Sorry to offend yeah. people on my program, but that's what yeah. we want in a man if we really get in touch with our feminine side. And you can be yeah. incredibly respectful and kind and loving as a man and still be in that strong masculine energy where you're ravishing and not raping. You, you want a bad boy who is connected to his heart. Right. That's what you want. That's exciting because that's, the, that's like the unification of the dark side and the light side. Right. Right. All that juicy sexuality happens in the dark side of our being, like that nasty. That's where fuck happens. Right. Mm. And, and that's just so much power in that. But most, most of us don't know how to uni- unify that with heart, with the light side, with the, with the, with the, the goodness in our, the, the kindness. Like to, to unify the two of those is amazing. I mean, that's yeah. where, um, Oh, my God. I mean, that's where just all of existence takes place. I mean, the light and the dark together, and we all, every human being, we have both. We have our shadow. We have our, we have our kind-hearted, generous nature, but we also have the killer, all of us. Um, right. And so, again, most of us just know one or the other at a time, yeah. never unified. And so we, we, have, we tend to avoid the dark side, but it's interesting. That's also why we slow down to watch traffic accidents on the other side of the road or we go to horror movies, <laughs> right. right? Or ride roller coasters. Right. We, we're fascinated with the dark side, as we should be. It's our humanity. It's half right. of our soul. And so in relationship, where this really gets exquisite is playing with the dark and the light and unifying them. And, and, and you know, so when I'm with my, my girlfriend at my being able to be playful. I mean, that's where that sort of playfulness and teasing and, and, and just uh, kind of, you know, it's the dance. It's the erotic tension that two people can create through that kind of dark playfulness. And, and, and combining that, though, always being connected to heart means watching your partner, witnessing, is this serving her? I'll talk from the masculine perspective. Is what I'm doing right now is I'm, as I'm moving into her space and posing myself in her world, like penetrating her world, not just physically, but I mean um, psychologically with my physical presence, not necessarily sexually, but just is what I'm doing. It's this imposition that I'm moving into her world right now. Does she feel safe? Is she, right. is this opening her or is she getting scared? Right. right. Is she closing? And if she's closing, then I can adjust what I'm doing. So if I was, talking with a strong, powerful voice, and I can see that that's starting to scare her, okay, well, I can soften. Mm-hmm. Hey, baby, you know, I can soften. I can change my tone, right? But I'm still moving into her experience. I'm not, I'm not shutting down and moving back and like, whoa. Right. The only way to make her feel safe is to run away. That's not the answer. That just makes her feel abandoned. Right. Right? So, like, this is, like, being able to play with just how I hold my body, the tone of my voice, what I'm doing with my hands, what I'm doing with my, my words, what I'm, everything. And, and, you know, it, it, it's funny, years ago when a woman, 
I, I when I was married, I was 26, married to a French woman, and, and she called me an asshole one morning, and I left for three days. I didn't come home for three days uh-huh. because it was such an offense. I was so disconnected from my own dark side. I didn't want to play in that realm that I left for three days, and 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 that was you know it was that, that was a terrible marriage. Now. Like, my girlfriend and I, we can play with all kinds of language. I mean, we can tell each other to fuck off, and, but it's done in a way that we know there's heart there. It's playful. Yeah. And it's a whole different thing, and it, it just, it's like it, 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 but it can also, the same word can be said disconnected from heart, and then it's very damaging. Right. Right? So it's like, again, the, the subtle difference is just, am I in my heart? Am I, am, am I, am I connected to heart, or am I just in my fear? When I say right. that same word from my fear, it's completely destructive. When I say that same word, but I'm in my heart, it's playful and it's fun and it's sexy. And I'm just using one specific example. I mean, there could be all different. It shows up in all different kinds of ways. Sure. But, but I think, you know, men really learning how to impose on a woman while staying connected to heart which means he can feel her if his imposition, if his penetrating her world, and I'm saying that metaphorically, but I also uh-huh. mean it actually physically. If, sure. what he, if his penetration is painful to her, then he adjusts. Right. But if he's not connected to heart, he won't even feel it if she's painful. Or even if she says it, he won't believe her and he won't care. And that's how we do so much damage. Right. Right. Wow. I think it, it, it to me it feels like it this is not something that men or women can just learn quickly. I feel like it's especially if people are so um so out of touch with this. Like I I know like having conversations with men and trying to say exactly what you just said um can be really hard. It, it's hard yeah. to connect in with that heart. Sometimes, when especially when you've spent years disconnecting from Absolutely. it, like you may not even know Absolutely. what it feels like to do that. Absolutely, yeah. This is it's fun to talk about. It's a whole another journey to learn to be embodied right. in, in practicing this. And um, you know, when I work with couples, I insist on a minimum of a three months. Uh, I do one single session called a, a clarity session just to just uh-huh. to get awareness like what you and I are doing here. Uh-huh. But, um, but if you want to really make changes and, 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 and have new practices and behaviors and really create a fundamental shift in your relationship, that takes practice. Yeah, absolutely. Practice. Yeah, it's practice, awareness, um, a willingness to do it. So, Brian, we are going to be out of time here soon. Tell us, uh, you just mentioned how you work with people. Tell us how people can find you uh, if they're interested in learning more about working with you. Thank you. So, my everything, really, my website, Brian, and I spell my name with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N, BrianReeves.com. Uh, that's where you can find everything about me. I, I have an audio program called Love, Sex, Relationship, Magic, where I dive deeper into all of this stuff. Um, that's on my website. And I work with a very limited uh, number of, of, of couples and, and um, individuals around these issues. Because again, I, this is, this is, you know, I'm not a, this is a, this is a, this is a journey. I mean, you have to really right. be committed to confronting your own stuff 
in the end, you know, I love, Shelly, I loved what you wrote about your journey to self-love. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the, one of the hardest things we, we will learn is really how to love ourselves. But that's right. an essential foundation for doing relationship well with another. Right. So, um, well, thank you, you for learn, that. Learn, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's so important. Any, any therapist or coach that isn't supporting you in that primary relationship with yourself, it's a waste of time. Right. We're going to have to end here. Thank you, Brian, so much. Again, you can find Brian at brianreeves.com and you can find me at thelovestrategist.com. Thanks for listening today. Thank you for making a weekly visit to Destination Love. Please join Shelley Pumphrey again next Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be brave, be you, be loved. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericavariety.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network it's staff and management.